1: Good afternoon, Southern California and all over the nation. You are listening to Southern California Live here on KKLA. I'm your host, Ed Carlson. I'm here with you again today. I hope you're having a blessed and prosperous day out there. It is a hot one here in uh, L.A., and so, whether you're at home, maybe you're on the road listening to us, welcome and thanks for allowing me and us here at KKLA to be part of your day. I want to welcome not only those in the LA area, which we always do, and, and also OC, but also want to welcome all those listening in on KPRZ in San Diego. We're glad that you're listening and want to hear from you today. Many people don't know this, but this show, Southern California Live, from 3 to 5 p.m. Every day reaches all the way from Camarillo, up in the north, all the way down into San Diego, and even to a third of Mexico. Think about that. That is a ton and ton of people. So welcome to everyone Listen, even to our brothers and our sisters in Mexico. Dios te bendiga. Gracias por escuchar. I Did do, I do pretty well, Wilbert, on that? Wilbert's putting his hand up. Wilbert. Flores is one of our great producers here at KQLA, and uh, so when you call in today, tell them thank you. Uh, these are the guys and gals that make this thing sound awesome for you listeners. So uh, I didn't take the time yesterday to fully introduce myself, so I wanted to take the time to do that today. As I mentioned just moments ago, my name is Ed Carlson. Uh, I am a pastor and have been in ministry for the last 25 years, which is crazy to think about. Uh, I am the husband of my uh, beautiful wife Jennifer, and I know she's listening right now. So, hey, babe! And also a dad to four great kids: Madison, Amanda, Joshua, and Cade. Uh, my wife and I are the founding pastors of His Place Huntington Beach, that started uh, a little over seven years ago uh, with the vision of reaching blended and broken families. And it has been our pleasure and privilege to partner with God and do that, and have seen tremendous miracles take place. And Huntington Beach, all over Orange County with uh, families uh, that are broken, families that are blended. So that's me. Uh, Enough about me, but I am just blessed to be with you today. Uh, We hope that you feel encouraged today by listening, that uh, you're a challenge to think deeper. Uh, Hopefully you draw closer to God by listening. That's our goal as well. The the phrase here at uh, KKLA is find hope here, and uh, we hope that you do that today. And if that's you, we would love to hear from you. Uh, go online and go to the KKLA website and drop a note. Let us know how KKLA blesses you each day. Well, do we have a show for you today? I am excited. We had a great show yesterday. Hopefully you turned in. If you uh, tuned in, if you didn't tune in, you can go and, on the KKLA uh, website or on their uh, app, and you can go to their podcast and look at yesterday's show. As we interviewed uh, John Howard in the first hour, and we talked about uh, are we living in the end times. What a great conversation we had. And then in the second hour, we had a great uh, interview with Amy Garcia as we talked about abortion as well as the Texas legislation that uh, just went into effect um, this past week. Um, actually, legislation passed uh, a couple months back, but actually went into effect this month. But we have an action packed show for you today. It's going to be quick. We have a couple incredible guests for you today. We have two very hot topics for you, and I mean sizzling hot. And in our second hour, we want to hear from you. In fact, we want to hear from you in this first segment. Um, and it's going to be good. We're going to be talking about right now, just a second, vaccine mandates. And I know that that is a topic that many of you have an opinion on, so we want to hear from you all the way from Camarillo, all the way down into San Diego and Mexico. We want to hear from you, so give us a call at 888-52-TALKS. That's 888-52-TALKS, T-A-L-K-S, uh, and call us right now. We want to try to get you in on this first uh, segment here that we have before we bring on some of our guests. But I want to say right up front, So everybody understands, I am not anti-vaccine. Let me say it again. I am not anti-vaccine by any stretch of the imagination. But here's what I am without a shadow of a doubt. I am anti-government overreach. I am completely against having to be forced to do something without having the full information of what I'm about to do. And it, some issues with the vaccine mandates, and, just, and, and, and hear me out today. This is just from a, just, it's a common sense perspective, uh, and we'll get into some other stuff uh, as well with regards to um, uh, some biblical sides of this. But I, I want to I hit the common sense side, and then we're going to go to some biblical stuff in just a second. But let, let's just talk about some common sense stuff with regards to some of the issues with the vaccine mandates that have just come out recently. How about the idea of setting precedence? In the court of law, there's this thing called precedence. Uh, in fact, there's precedence in, in any organization. You know, once you do something, one of the things that is always said is that should we do this? Because once we do this, then we are setting precedence, which then makes it almost impossible for us to backtrack on allowing this to happen again. A uh, great example, just on a very minor level, not not at the level of a vaccine mandate by any stretch, but on a on a minor level, uh, out in the secular world, if you're working in an industry or, or an organization where they uh, say, we're going to start giving, you know, um, this day off, uh, you know, I'll just make something up, say the fifth Friday of every, of every month. Well, you begin to set precedence with that. And so when you don't give that to somebody else and all that stuff, then you get into legal issues, but there's a great idea of setting precedence. And I don't have a lot of time to, today to talk about the legal ramifications of that, but there is this thing called setting precedence, but, I want you to listen to some of these legit studies as well that create issues just on a common sense perspective on vaccine mandates. Data from Israel has shown that you are seven times as likely to be infected after being vaccinated with this COVID-19 vaccine than if you have already recovered from actually having it. I'll say that again, seven times as likely to be infected after being vaccinated with this COVID-19 vaccine than if you have already recovered from actually having it. Now, I'm not saying that there's a lot of positives that have been come out for people that take it with regards to um, uh, not going to the hospital and not dying, all that stuff. And, and, that, and, and, and we'll talk about that as well. But I'm just giving you some common sense type of things that should cause a little bit, uh, at least let's have some conversations about it, if you know what I'm saying. Number two, no legitimate studies have been produced to show the effect of the vaccine on those that have already had the virus. Now, there's been a lot of talk but there has been no legitimate studies yet that have been produced, at least, to show the effect of the vaccine on those that have already had the virus. For instance, is it even effective with somebody that already had the virus? Uh, or, even worse, is it harmful to somebody that has already had the virus? We don't know this thi- know these things. Number three, what is the rationale for vaccinating children who, in a recent study of over 48,000 cases of COVID-19, found a mortality rate of zero, zero? if there was no serious underlying illness, such as if a kid had cancer or some major underlying issue. So let's have a conversation about that. And when I say let's, I'm talking about our government, our health departments, all that. Let's have a conversation. What is the rationale for vaccinating children? Number four, according to their own data, CDC, now this is from the CDC website, says that from July 1st, 2019 through May 31st, 2021, there have been about the same amount of flu vaccines given in relation to COVID-19 vaccines. Okay, good. So a lot of people, you know, the, it's what they want to do. They want to get COVID-19 vaccines out. So from July 1st, 2019 through May 31st, 2021, there have been about the same amount of flu vaccines. All right. So positive for those that are for the vaccine. Right. But check this out. In that time frame, there have been 31 deaths associated with the flu vaccine. Okay, 31, any death is horrible, 31 is, is not good, any, all life is precious. But in that same amount of time, at least what has been reported, there have been 5,289 deaths from the COVID-19 vaccine. Or how about this recent study out of Vermont? Vermont has the highest vaccination rate in the country. 88% of adults, at least partially, have been vaccinated, and when we say that, at least one shot. And then 79% have been fully vaccinated. Yet they just set a new record high number of cases. Like, I think we need to be talking about that. Just on a human being level. And again, I believe a lot of it goes back to not everybody in this world views all human beings as intrinsically uh, beautiful and wonderful and precious from the womb to the tomb, as we talked about last week. But I think we need to talk about that. I, again, I am not anti-vaccine by any stretch. But I just believe that human beings have intrinsic value because of our creator. And so before we mandate that every single person on the face of the planet must be poked with a vaccine, I like to know a lot more about about it than I'm being given right now. Listen, I believe there are many people that probably need the vaccine. I don't know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not an expert. But all I know is that, it, that we keep getting a lot of leaked information that causes me to pause and ask some questions. There was one, I don't know if you saw it just recently, it's trending on, on Twitter and all of social media. Uh, Project Veritas and, and their uh, guy, James O'Keefe, uh, came out with a thing, an expose yesterday and t- today. And I guess all this week they're coming out with different parts of it. But uh, people that are doctors at a an uh, health and human services uh, hospital leaked some information about some bad stuff with the vaccine. And again, I, I'm not a doctor. Maybe we can get a doctor to call in here. If you're a doctor out there, and, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, but a lot of leaked information that caused me to kind of pause and at least ask some questions. Yet those questions refuse to be answered. And then you are looked down on if you have some questions. And and yes, I know that some of the info coming out is false. I get that. Absolutely. But is some of it true? More than likely, Yes. And as my mama used to say, I always say that at church, my mama used to say, son, where there's smoke, you're sure to find at least a little fire. And so I want to know where the little fire's at. That's all I want to know. Now, according to VAERS, if you don't know what VAERS is, VAERS is uh, uh, a website actually owned and operated uh, uh, by the government agency Health and Human Services, HHS, which is interesting. But VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, stands for Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. And this is something you can go look up. Just look up VAERS, dot com, and it'll take you to it. It's a pretty popular site. They, VAERS site had these numbers as of the end of July. As of the end of July, they get a little kind of backtracked, backlogged a little bit, so they didn't have the August numbers in. But since the vaccine has rolled out, there have been 438,440 adverse events. I don't know what those are exactly. It just it sounds like a lot to me. But it keeps going. There have been 26,818 hospitalizations. That seems like a lot. Now, maybe there's a lot more just with COVID itself. I get that. I, I understand. Again, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm just throwing some facts out there to you. I'm throwing some truth out to you. And then you're going to have to do with it what you want. There have been 7,463 people disabled due to the vaccine. 7,463. There have been, as of July, 2,200 myocarditis reactions. And the majority of those being young people and children, twenty-two hundred. There have been nine hundred and eighty-five miscarriages, and nine thousand and forty-eight deaths. Now that's a lot. That's a lot to me. And again, I know that there's a lot that are getting COVID and going to the hospitals, hospital and dying and all that. I, I listen. Every life is precious to God. But I want to teach you to listen to this audio clip that I have of President Biden. Uh, just recently having some conversations with regards to, to us, the American people, about the vaccine. Go ahead and hit it, over. First,
2: we must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new vaccination requirements. Of the nearly 80 million eligible Americans who have not gotten vaccinated, many said they were waiting for approval from the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. Well, last month, the FDA granted that approval. So, the time for waiting is over. This summer, we made progress through the combination of vaccine requirements and incentives, as well as the FDA approval. Four million more people got their first shot in August than they did in July. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with, the people you care about. People you love. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week.
1: That's President Biden speaking on the new vaccine mandate that just came out recently. One of the things that was also said in that statement and also by his White House press staff was this question of what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for as well as there's another statement that was said uh, by Mr. Biden, by President Biden, which was this, which was um, my patience is wearing thin. Now, that wasn't in there. and You can take a look at that. I'm not making that up. You can go online and find that. But Mr. President, with all due respect, um, the common man or woman doesn't take too kindly to someone forcing them to take something they don't know fully about. Something we don't want to. It's just, it's really hard taking something we don't know fully about. It hasn't even gone through the rigorous testing that the vaccines we have all received before have gone through. I've, I've received a flu vaccine multiple times. So I'm not against vaccines. And I, I have plenty of friends and family members that have received it and plenty of you haven't. I'm not going to begin to segregate my friends and family based on whether or not they've done something that I would like them to do, i.e., take the vax. But here's what I know. And I'm not too young to remember just about every single one of these, and you might be too, but this is showing my age. But I'm sure some of you guys will be able to understand exactly what I'm saying here, and you'll you'll when I talk about this, you you'll you'll go back in your memory banks go, Oh, I remember that time. Let's see if you remember any of these. Now, I'm talking right now about the government, those in power, leadership positions in these industries in our country over the last number of decades. Maybe you remember this. Remember they lied about tobacco. I'm not too too young to remember actual commercials and advertisements that came out that made cigarettes and anything about tobacco sound really like the thing to do. Yet they knew exactly what tobacco was going to do and nicotine. They lied about sugar. They lied about cholesterol. They really lied about asbestos. And we have plenty of people, I even know family members, that have struggled with uh, cancer and asbe- because of asbestos, working in asbestos-related areas. They've lied about mercury. They lied about Viox. Viox was one of these things that uh, you could take that in back in the day, they said that it was actually better than a lot of the heart medicine that they were giving out. But really what it came down to, after a number of years, people began dying. What they found out is that Viox actually created heart issues, not only minor heart issues, but serious heart issues. They lied about fluoride. They lied about aspartame. They just recently lied about glyophosate, which is their herbicide and weed, kill, weed killer that you know you've heard, probably at night you've seen thousands of those commercials that, from attorneys trying to take advantage of that. Now, I'm not saying they purposely lied. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I would venture to say that on some of these, they did. But at minimum... We can say that those in leadership in these businesses and industries and government that promoted these products, sold these products, and in and any any oversighted governmental agency for that matter, didn't tell you and me the entire truth, or at worst, hid it from the public. This is Ed Carlson. If you're just listening right now, this is Ed Carlson here on Southern California Live on KKLA. We're talking right now about vaccine mandates. We'd love for you to give us a call at eight eight eight. 52 talks. That's 888-52-TALKS. But let me get back to this. And right now, with something as serious as a pandemic, you want to mandate a product because that's exactly what this vaccine is. the product. It's a product for sale by a company that in the past has given us other drugs that people use for good things, but they've also been a company that's been smacked down by the courts for misleading their customers on other drugs. You're saying that we have to just trust that at face value, that you aren't keeping something back from us. I'm not being a conspiracy theorist at all. I'm using the brain and knowledge that God has given all of us and applying it to past experiences and making rational decisions in my head about what I'm going to do moving forward with that information. That is called the application of knowledge. That's called wisdom. So at minimum, I have some questions that need to be answered, and you should have some questions that need to be answered before I put something in my temple that God has created that has been created by individuals that have been less than honest with me and the American public in the past. Now, I would feel much more comfortable if we as a nation and our leaders in general were having some different real conversations with the public about the positives of this vaccine, but also the real downsides and possible adverse reactions. Let's get it all on the table. Let's have a real conversation about every single one, the goods, the bads, the the indifference, and let's allow that. Let's give that to the American people. Let's have a conversation about it. Then I, along with you and everybody else, can make a true informed decision about their own health. It's good stuff. Really something to talk about. I want to say it again. You're listening to Southern California Live. You're just tuning in here on KQLA and KPRZ in San Diego. And we are discussing the topic of vaccine mandates. If you want to jump in on the conversation, give us a call at 888-52-TALKS. That's 888-52-TALKS. Looks like we have a, a caller right now on line one. And so we're going to grab that. We're going to have we have a short amount of time just before the break, but we want to grab this call. So right on on line one, we got Jonathan from LA. Jonathan, are you there?
3: Hi, how's it going? How are you?
1: Good, Jonathan. We have a really quick break coming up, but give us what you got here in less than a minute.
3: I got uh, family members, uh, two of them. They work in uh, uh, big pharma, you know, uh, where they develop uh, stuff like vaccines and. Uh, To them, it's absolutely mind-blowing, impossible, literally almost impossible, to uh, advertise a vaccine that has over 90% efficiency. When you know, like the flu vaccine that you were just talking about, has been out for what is it, years, decades, whatever you want to call it, and it's nowhere near, nowhere near 70% at best on a good year. Um, And this is the holy grail to them. What they, what they see and what they do, this is the Holy Grail uh, for Big Pharma. Yeah. They could be selling millions and billions and billions of dollars. So guess what? To them, they want to give you the first, the second, the third, the fourth, and as many as they can, shot, so that you can be, quote, unquote, safe. So they work in that industry. They are not taking their vaccine. Yeah. they don't trust it and they work on that.
1: That's a big deal, Jonathan. I hate to cut you off, man, but we are coming up against a break. Jonathan, please definitely I'd love for you to call back call back in the second hour. We're going to be talking about vaccine mandates again in the second hour uh along with another topic, but give us a call back. That is so true. It's one of the things it's, you know, you got people even in the industry that have, have struggles with it. And, and so great call, Jonathan. Thank you so much. Um listen. Feelings Are not facts. And I think sometimes we have to get away from the feelings and get to the facts, but feelings are not facts. Facts are facts. Morality is not subjective, it is objective and it comes from the perfect one, the one who exudes holiness and purity and morality. And so that's where I'm at with this whole thing. That's where I'm at. I'm sticking with it. Uh, But we're going to talk more about that in second hours. But when we get back, we're going to be talking to my friend, Matt Rogers, and you're going to love him. He's a great, great friend, great man of God. You're going to love his heart, his energy, and his passion for Jesus. And you're going to be encouraged. I promise you that. So we've got a quick break, but don't go anywhere. This is Ed Carlson, and you're listening to Southern California Live here
3: on KKLA. Welcome back. Southern California live here
1: on KKLA. That song right there is by Maverick City Music. If you haven't listened to them, give them a listen. They are incredible. Had a chance to go to their concert uh, this past Sunday night. It was incredible. It was some church up in there. So uh, give them a listen. But uh, welcome back. Southern California live. I want to say hello to all of our listeners, all the way from Camarillo, all the way down to San Diego, KPRZ, all the way down even to a third of Mexico. Welcome. We have a great show. We're so glad you're listening. I am super blessed just to be able to spend some time with you today, and uh, we've got a great show for you planned. But I am so excited to have with me today a great friend and brother in Christ. And this dude is probably one of the busiest guys I know, but he is what I call my larger than life friend, Matt Rogers. I've known Matt since 2003. Uh, when I was on staff at Covina Assembly of God, and boy, do we have some memories together, far too many to share with you today. But Matt Rogers is a TV show personality, NFL announcer, and business owner. After becoming a Rose Bowl champion in 2001 with the Washington Huskies, Matt followed his passion into television. He first found fame as a season three finalist on Fox as a reality singing competition. Perhaps you've heard it before. It's called American Idol. He has since gone on to host many television shows, including partnerships with the Discovery Channel, Hallmark, and NBC Matt is a proud husband to wife, Terry, and father to Braden, who's 15, Mason, who's 13, and little Sam, who is seven years old. Matt, welcome to the show.
4: Come on, baby. We are here. You are <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks for having me on.
1: Dude, you are the man. Dude, I know you're super-duper busy man, and I know I just saw last night that uh, you were in Denver, man, doing a, a, a fundraiser for Von Miller, and the Denver Broncos, and uh, man, I just I, – Yeah. I, I, I'm a, I feel – privilege just to be able to be in your you know your realm man
4: we are friends you've helped me so much in life man i'll never forget when i'm a just a young chubby teenager looking (laughs) for a pastor's help and there you were you uh you helped me in so many different uh arenas in my life which is why i'm happy that you're on here because i know you're gonna you know be able to help a lot of people and just bring so much credibility to people and to this show because I'm living proof that Ed Carlson's the freaking man. So thank you for
1: all you've done for me. <laughs> you are too kind. You're too kind. Now the only thing I have that I have against your, your your bio, the last part of your bio is off a little Matt. The last part of It your, is it, off a little Don't you tell the listening audience, listen, this is all the way from Camarillo all the way down to Mexico, Matt. So tell us a little bit what the news is.
4: One third of Mexico, to be exact. I heard your (laughs) intro. That's awesome. Um, No, you know, my wife and I, we just celebrated our 43rd birthday, both of us. Wow. She's 20 days older than me. So you know how much I love older women. (laughs) She's 20 days older than me. But uh, we've been married for 16 years. Our oldest is 15. It was always a desire of our heart to have four kids. And we had some challenges with our two middle ones. They were born with a rare genetic disease called cystic fibrosis. As you know, God has done amazing things in their life, and they are healed of an incurable disease that people didn't think so. But as you can tell in the age gap, 15, 13, 7, Uh, It slowed us down a little bit, but we went after the desires of our heart, and I'm proud to say at 43 years old, in the middle of a pandemic, when we have a chance of having a kid with an incurable disease, we took the step of faith, and now we got number four on the way, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. sir. When
4: God gives you the desire, when God puts a desire on your heart, you don't ask questions. You just stay on the promise and go for it. Right, man. Preach
1: it, brother. Preach it. Matt. Uh, that is so good, man. And, and, uh, I know we have a limited amount of time in this segment and I know you're busy, man. You're probably getting on a, you're like, a, you're the jet setter of all my friends, right? So you're probably like going, and I gonna...
4: just landed. So I'm chill tonight. Okay. I can sit in here and talk to you for the next three hours.
1: I thought maybe you might be going to talk to Ryan Seacrest or something. Um, But, uh, Matt, tell us a little bit about, uh, just real quickly, tell us a little bit about your journey over the last 15 years that God has taken you on and and how he has used that to build the kingdom of God in the mission field that others call Hollywood, right? Like, that's a big mission field. But tell us just real quick, we don't have a lot of time, but tell us a little bit about what what God has done over the last 15 years in your life and how you've used that to uh, spread the gospel.
2: Sure.
4: Well, here I'll condense it for, for time's sake. But here's what I will tell everybody, and this is the truth. I gave my heart to the Lord at five years old, like Ed said at Covina Assembly of God, because that's where we grew up. I gave my heart to the Lord at five years old, honestly, because Sister Coleman offered me a piece of butterscotch candy. So I raised my yes, hand, sir. accepted the Lord, took my butterscotch, and I was happy. So I, I, I grew up knowing that Jesus Christ was my Lord and Savior. Here's here's where my life really, really changed, is, is in 2009, I started out. Actually, spending time with him. That's good, man. See, a lot of people base their relationship off of church attendance and they might even serve in a ministry. Heck, some of them might even start their own church. Yep. But what I've noticed is very few people, very few Christians actually spend time to get to know him. Hmm. And when I actually started to spend time to get to know him, you know, the Bible says, David was a man after his own heart, which means he was, in, he was after God's mind. Everyone else wanted to see God's miracles, wanted to know what God can do for them. David wanted to know what God was thinking. That's good. And you only know what someone's thinking by spending time with them. So when I started spending time with the Lord and my thoughts became his thoughts, I promise you that's when my life changed. And I'll just end it, you know, with this for time's sake, is I didn't have a lot of talents growing up. I just had a very encouraging mother that made me feel like I was the most talented, gifted, most important individual in the world. A parent's encouragement is so important. And again, I didn't have a lot of talent, but I have overachieved because of my relationship with God. And the Bible says your gift will make room for you and bring you in front of great people. Yep. That's what he's done. Yes, he so now he sends me into places like Hollywood. Last night I was with the Denver Broncos, Von Miller raising money for his charity. And I can honestly tell you, You can put me in those environments, and I'm not tempted by the things that most people will be tempted by. I don't get tempted by women. I don't get tempted by success, and I don't get tempted by drugs, money, alcohol. I can go into those scenes and be a light in a dark place because God knows he can trust me with that stuff. And that's what I try to do, man. I try to bring the kingdom everywhere I go, and what happens is he just keeps giving me more, and it's so stinking exciting because I don't know what's next.
5: Yeah. And I'm always
4: looking over my own shoulder. What do you got next From me, God? It's like a constant treasure hunt. Like, there's no such thing as a boring Christian walk. Yeah,
1: so. that's so true, Matt. Matt, that is so good. And if you're just tuning in right now, you're listening to Matt Rogers. Uh, he is a... Uh, just a, a man after God's own heart, he really is. But the a season three finalist on Fox's reality uh, show American Idol, he's uh, hosted many television sh- shows on Discovery Channel, Hallmark, NBC. But more importantly, he's my friend. And uh, but uh, you're listening to 99.5 KKLA. Matt. Um, real quickly, uh, this. Um, you know, with all the stuff that's going on in the world, I think there's like this ne- there's a negative connotation uh, with regards to Hollywood, and, 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 and some of it rightfully so. I get it. There's some elitists out there that have these weird things, but get, do you have a story that kind of gives us as believers in Christ a little bit of hope? Uh, we want to give hope to people. Like, what, what are some, not all of it, what are some of the folks in Hollywood really really reaching out for?
4: So, I mean, look, at I don't think it's any secret that Hollywood is a very jacked up, manipulated, perverted, misled place that's looking for identity. Yep. And a lot of times they make up their own identity and say, okay, well, that's it. So I already know that. So what I don't do is, A, I don't let it influence me. But B, I don't try, I, I really am past the point where I try to convince people, like, God does the convicting. The Holy Spirit moves on people's hearts. I don't save anybody. I don't convert anybody, but here's what I do do. I'm always conscious of people. God's favorite thing is people. And regardless, I know Hollywood is a jacked up place, so when I go in there, I'm always trying to manifest my king. So to answer your question, I believe it's in the heart of every single person to want a king like Jesus But he's just been so misrepresented by religion, by people, by jacked-up priests, ministers, pastors, aunts, uncles, parents. We've jacked them up. So people don't want anything to do with them. Mm. But when you actually really manifest and walk the way Jesus walked, people were drawn to him because of his compassion for people and because he loved people. So I always try to do that. And here's a really, really cool example, and I'll try to make this story 30 seconds. I was on a TV show. I'm not going to say the network in case someone's listening. But uh, very flamboyant, homosexual man, uh, good friend of mine, shows up one day on crutches. And I said, hey, what happened to your knee? He's like, man, I got so effed up last night and I did this and blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, can I pray for you? He goes, pray for what? I said, because I think God would heal your knee. He goes, let me tell you something, Matt. God doesn't want anything to do with me. You don't know what I've done, this and that. You said, I said, all right. I go, well, why don't you let me pray for you and let's see what happens. Long story short, and I am condensing this story, I pray for the guy and I say, hey, God loves you, and I don't think it matters how you jacked up your knee, but I do think that it's the prayer of faith that heals the sick, and I think God wants to make your knee better. Pray for him. We're done. Nothing happens. He looks at me and goes, sorry, Rogers. I don't think your magic powers work. See you later, sweetie. And he walks away. About two hours later, he at me, and he doesn't have crutches anymore. And he goes, get away from me, dude. You're freaking me out. And I just start laughing. The next day, he comes up to me in tears. And he said, what did you do to me? My knee is completely healed. He said, I blew out my ACL in high school, and I know I blew it out. He said, I was drunk. I fell downstairs, and I heard it pop. My ACL was, was torn. What did you do? I said, I didn't do anything. God did it. And I started ministering to this guy, and everything changed for him in that moment just because I chose to manifest jesus and walk like jesus like dude it's real so i always look at it this way it's our job to plant and water god does the increase i love it everywhere i'm looking i'm just looking to throw seed and water that seed i might plant a seed ed you come up behind me two years down the road and you water it god does the convincing god does the saving god does the healing i just am excited to walk it out and it's really fun
1: dude that is that's incre- how I manifest Jesus. That's, in an, that's an incredible story, brother. Thank you so much. For, look, real quick, uh, Matt. Thank you so much for joining us today, man. I love you. I'm gonna, I know I'm going to talk to you this week anyway, but I feel like I need to say that you know I love you. Uh, thank you so much for joining I us. I, I know you're super busy, so I I, I I thank you. But also, real quickly, how can people get a hold of you? How can they follow you to see what God is doing in your life and get more encouragement and laughs? Uh,
4: I do a lot of stuff on social media. I, I have fun with it. I like it um and i'm mostly on instagram everything is matt rogers usa m-a-t-t-r-o-g-e-r-s-u-s-a uh but i spend a lot of uh my social media time on instagram i would say and you can private message me and i love talking with people and my jam i love it
1: well brother once again i love you you're the best i love
4: you that's it we're done
1: that's it we're done we're done, man. I'm
4: so sad. I want to spend the whole hour
1: with you. <laughs> well, well, We'll do it again uh, soon, really, really, really quickly. I guarantee you that.
4: All right, man. I love right. you. Thanks for having
1: me. Yes, thank you. Folks, that was Matt Rogers. Give him a follow. You will not regret it. When we come back, I want to talk to you about mental health, mental and emotional health within the church, and raise some awareness around that. We'll also have a
3: special friend joining us as well. Don't miss it. We'll be right back after this break. This is Ed Carlson. You're listening to KKLA. Welcome back. You are listening to Southern California Live here on
1: KKLA 99.5 FM. You may be also listening on KPRZ in San Diego. If you are, welcome. I'm your host, Ed Carlson. I told you that today was going to be quick. It's going to be action-packed. We just heard from Matt Rogers and what a fun segment that was. So because I want you to get your money's worth today, let's get right to it. My next guest, in my opinion, is one of the leading counselors for women in America, and I mean that. I'm not joking around. She has a tremendous gift given by God to speak into the lives of women and bring them closer to Jesus so that he can break the chains of bondage in their life and become the best version of who God created them to be. Uh, Cecilia Trent is the founder and director of the Balm of Gilead Ministries, a nonprofit counseling and resource center offering hope and healing for God's broken and hurting people. She's a board-certified biblical counselor, state-certified addiction specialist, family and codependency specialist, counseling workshop instructor, author, and also public speaker. She's been married for 24 years to her best friend, soulmate, brother in Christ, and fellow labor and ministry, James Trent. And they have four children and seven beautiful grandchildren. Cecilia, welcome to the show
5: yet, uh, oh, thank you so much for having me. Do you like that intro yeah. that was a That
1: was a big oh, intro my for
5: goodness. you, I hope I live up to all that
1: <laughs> <laughs> you will you will so cecilia we we have about eight minutes in this segment, so I, I want to get right to it because I think that this is a huge topic that needs more recognition, especially within the walls of the churches in America. Over the last number of years we we've seen the issue of mental and emotional health come front and center in our nation. Uh, but it has also been affecting the church on a number of le- levels in recent years. And, I, and I'm going to make this statement, and then I just want you to take it from there. I was blown away by this, and this is just one aspect of, on mental and emotional health, but it hits different because we had a great episode yesterday on abortion, but but here's the fact that blew me away. Research shows that women who have mental illnesses are more likely to have abortions. According to one of the most comprehensive studies on the issue, the risk of mental illness increases by 81% for women who have had an abortion. And this is the big shocker for me, and I think you and I have talked about this. Nearly four in ten women who had abortions were regularly attending church at the time of their abortion. That means that many women in the church likely struggle with mental health uh, issues associated with abortion or that lead them to abortion. And, of course, many other mental and emotional issues. So, Cecilia, you're the expert. We want to hear from you. Take it away.
5: Okay. Well, I think the issue here, Ed, is that there is an element of shame involved when discussing um, these issues in the church, because we're God's people, right? we're, We're people of the Word. We know the Word of God. We know that we're saved. And, and so we don't want to talk about it. So nobody's talking about when people are hurting, when people, when people are suffering from anxiety, um, depression and so forth, because we're not supposed to, yeah. because the element can be that, you know, we don't have enough faith or that we just need to read more scripture. So there is definitely a stigma about it, but God's people are hurting. And, you know, one of my favorite scriptures is that He uh, God's word says that he holds our tears in our, bo- in his bottle and that he records them in his book and that to me um shows me a god who understands our grief, right? our humanity. Yeah. And that and that is so intimately involved with us. So he knows we're going to hurt, Christians or not. We're saved. There's no we nobody denying that. We are saved, but we still struggle. And I think there needs to be more of a, a conversation that um with mental illness in the, in the body of Christ. And this is what I'm finding. Okay, with uh, anxiety and depression Uh, For instance, um, it's been linked to trauma. And as Christians, right, uh, we live in a fallen world. And so the people are hurting, though, because they do have experiences. Just because we're Christians doesn't mean that our history has changed when we get saved. Um, Because we live in a fallen world, there's people that are hurting, people that have trauma, sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, neglect. And so they're suffering with with a buried emotions that need healing. But we're not talking about it, about it, right? We're we're told to... (laughs) To forget the past and move forward uh, ahead to what God has for us, but many of us cannot do that because those past is still speaking to us, and so there's the shame. And women who've had abortions, I cannot tell you at uh, the shame that they experience because it touches at the very core of their humanity. Yes, and and those are issues that will drive issues like depression and anxiety and so forth. Yeah. if if they're not dealt with.
1: One of the things that, that I, I just even recently over the last year have uh, of, of realized the truth that came my way, you know, when we talk about traumas, you know, we're not just talking about that, that traumas that cause at times can cause mental and emotional issues that we have to really get help with. It's not just the big traumas like, you know, maybe you saw somebody murdered or, and those are horrible and horrific or you're in a horrible accident. That's a big trauma or whatever. But mm-hmm. we also go what, what what we may consider may help us a little bit understand it is little T's or little traumas like You know, hey, bankruptcy, uh, that's a trauma. Um, Other things that we go through, maybe a difficult marriage, that's a little T, that's a little trauma. And those traumas, you know, put together end up at times giving many people some mental and emotional issues that they need help with. And then they come to people like you. Talk about that just real quickly over the next minute.
5: Well, Okay. Well, well, where that's concerned, right? We're supposed to be perfect, and you know, depending on what doctrine you you follow, we think that we have to be perfect, and we're blessed if we're doing the right thing. So, so that connotation there is that we must be doing something wrong or we're in sin if, um, if 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 we're struggling. But God's people do struggle. Jesus said, "In this life, you will have trouble, but be a good cheer, because I have overcome the world." Yeah. And He doesn't promise to take these things; He promises to walk through them, right? And so when these things happen, there can be that shame and that, that says, I'm not good enough. I failed somehow. I didn't pray enough. I didn't do this or I didn't do that. And so what I like to see is, is, uh, is there has to be a safe place for people to go to that they can say, look, I'm hurting. You know, I know the Word of God, but I'm still not connected. Can you help me, please? And so I think there needs to be a conversation in the church, and, and, and we need to stop the stigma about going to seek a counselor. Amen. You know, one of the things I hear all the time is that, okay, Jesus is enough, and he is. I, I, those who know me know that that's what I preach every day. Jesus is enough. He is sufficient. But you know what? We do struggle, and there are things that, that can hinder us from believing the truth of his, of his word, especially because of our life experience. But we want to help people out and to talk about those things that hinder and by so we can let Jesus step into our pain and our struggles, and then he is sufficient because we encounter him face to face in the depth of our, of our pain. Uh, because we have to grieve these things out. We have to process the losses and the hurts.
1: That is so Otherwise, good
5: can move forward.
1: that is so good Cecilia listen if you're listening right now you're listening to KKLA ninety nine point five fm we're talking to Cecilia Trent, uh, as I said earlier, I believe one of the best counselors for women in America, and you're going to have to wear that Cecilia every time I see you <laughs> but listen <laughs> I, she is ap- she's absolutely right folks listen uh, if you're out there and you need you need help. Be humble enough to say, yes, Jesus is going to help me through this, but there are great gifted counselors and, and Christian counselors out there that will help you walk through these traumas and get you on the other side of to victory. And I just want to really encourage you out there, if you're struggling today, give us a call here uh, at KKLA. We'll, we'll send you in the right direction. We're going to get some information right now uh, from Cecilia, but we don't want you to to hurt alone. We don't want you to suffer alone. We are not meant to do this life alone. Cecilia... Yeah. Uh, You have some great resources, one of those being a book that I've looked at multiple times, and I, you know, Mm. it's tremendous. It's a book-slash-workbook that she wrote called Hurting Hearts Restored. It's a total winner resource, in my opinion. If you're listening, you need to get this. But, Cecilia, how can the audience get a hold of these resources?
5: Um, They can go to our website. We are at co, not com, because that was taken, dot .co, and uh, they, they can reach us there. And we also offer up resources, and daily blogs and counseling blogs for help. We're also on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, and on Facebook. And we just love to be a resource to encourage you. Don't give up hope, guys. We, we serve a God of hope who heals our broken hearts and binds up our wounds. So be encouraged. Never give up.
1: Amen. Uh, and give us that uh, website one more time. It's balmofgilead.co, C-O, that's correct? That's hope. Well, Cecilia, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to give you these last 30 seconds. What would you say to our audience right now that's out there and struggling? Give us one last good word.
5: God is for you. He sees every tear that falls from your beautiful face, and he wants to heal your wounded heart. Nothing that has happened or that you've done or has been done to you uh, matters. None of that, because God is a healer, and he can give you a beautiful life beyond the pain of the past. So go on to hope. Jesus loves you, and
1: he is enough. Amen, sister. Preach it. Maybe you're a counselor (laughs) slash preacher as well. Well, again, (laughs) Cecilia, thank you so much for joining us today. I would love for you to come back, and let's take some more time unpacking this subject because there's so much to talk about. Would you love to do that? I would love for you to do that. Um, Amen. Well, folks, that wraps up our first hour. When we come back, I want you to hold on to your seats. We're going to be tackling the subject of CRT. That's right, Critical Race Theory. And we want to hear from you in the second hour. We're going to be talking. We want to hear from you about critical race theory as well as vaccine mandates. So give us a call. Call right now so you can get in at 888-52-TALKS. That's 888-52-TALKS, T-A-L-K-S. This is Ed Carlson, and you are listening to Southern California Live here on KKLA